0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. It's kind of funny. I've had my company's names somehow tied towards the optometry world. New Focus. Um, well, I guess it wasn't a name of my company, but the uh, other website that I had was 2020 Insight. Um, so Rob Black and your money once was called 2020 insight because I hate having my name in a show. Speaking of names, one thing that I do love are top 10 lists. Dave Letterman kind of made a career on a top 10 list, right? Um, every night you would always, he'd move the home office. Well, we don't have to do anything like that right now. Um, <clears throat> but it's a great way of learning. It's a great way of educating yourself. And the best thing you could do to become a better investor is to educate yourself and learn. You don't really have to pay attention to the NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA. You don't have to. In the end, that's not going to change your life for the better. It's not going to pay your bills when you're retired. Steph Curry is not going to come to your house and shovel your driveway of snow. Maybe. Probably not. But one of the things I try to educate myself on are the, well, everything financial. And I look at everything financially, speaking. I read a lot. I probably read 300, 400 pages a day. Um, it's tough to say now because so many things are web pages, right? I don't read three hundred, four hundred web pages a day, but I am always consuming information. One of the magazines that I just recently picked up because I was on a flight was Worth Magazine. I am not a big magazine guy when it comes to educating yourself. I find that the writers they they can be like twenty three year old kids out of college, and what do they really know about business? Right? So I'm a little concerned on that. And then you get on something like, uh, I, I listen to this. I know there's, a, do you know who Melissa Francis is? She's on Fox. I think she's still there. I haven't really paid attention to Fox Business in years. But at one point in time, she was the oil slick honey. So she talked about oil. Now, I knew her, and she talked about global oil and imports and, and the cost and the business and how much, you know, it pulls away from our economy. I remember Melissa Francis working at CNET when she was a tech reporter. Was she trained to do oil? Was she trained to do business? Does she have any degree? No. Most of the people on television have no degree in the area that they're experts in. And that, that can be a problem, right? So when you hear a certification like CFP Chad Burton, it's a certified financial planner. It's a certification. So he can actually talk about this kind of stuff. He's not jumping from talking about t- uh, tech gadgets. Oh, I really like this it. Apple iPhone. It feels good in the hand. And at $1,200, it's quite a quite a steal of a bargain of a technology product. He's not doing that. He's not, you know, he shouldn't. And I, I think sometimes people will overstep a little bit. I'm going to teach you how to get wealthy. That's my goal on this show. I can tell you another person. I'm Sheryl Sonny on Fox Business. Why do I know so many blondes that work at Fox Business? Hmm. <laughs> Cheryl Cassone was uh, she worked at Southwest Airlines. I hired her to be my sidekick at Cron on my TV show. She was a stewardess, and now she's on Fox Business. Right? Are you with me? Or are you against me? So I picked up Power Magazine, no, Worth Magazine, because it had a great picture of uh, Jeff Bezos on the front. And the thing that hooked me was the 100 most powerful people in global finance. And as a way of brushing up, I started going through the uh, top 100. Number 100 was Steve Case. I'm not going to do all 100. It's not going to end with a fancy drum roll or anything like that. But it tells you about his path to power. He's the chairman and CEO of Revolution. Now, I remember Steve Case working in America Online. And I had a friend who worked at America Online. Well, Steve Case was the founder of America Online. I had a friend who worked there. And supposedly, he accidentally sent an email to some employees that he wasn't supposed to. Where he was talking really filthy, dirty, raunchy. With a woman who was not his wife. What's up with tech and men and there's been, there was an article this week in the, I think it was called Medium. It's one of those blog uh, areas. And it talked about a woman who was uh, basically having an affair with a lead attorney at Google and he basically got her pregnant and she had an abortion, uh, no, she had a miscarriage. Then she got pregnant again and she had the kid and he promised he was going to leave his wife and then one night at a party, uh, she goes home to the kid because he's sick and he sends her a text, I'm never coming to see, I'll never see you again. It's like, whoa, and he went on to New Conquests. Anyway, now the show's getting, how shall we say, PG-13-ish. So anyway, Steve Case, and I'm like, okay, what's Case up to? And it says he grew up in Hawaii, graduated from Williams College in Massachusetts. He was, uh, for a time in the early 1980s, director of the new pizza development for Pizza Hut, a job for which he drove around the country sampling the competition in 1985, Case became one of the, most, the first employees of Quantum Computer Services, then a little-known company, that in 1991 was renamed America Online. Now, who knew that he drove around tasting pizza? And, and there's, a, there's a whole ton of information on Steve Case. He owns a lot of Hawaii, which is kind of interesting. Grew up in Hawaii. He's bought a lot of Hawaii. Uh, made quite a deal, leaving the CEO position in 2003 from AOL. Um, and not long after he left, AOL paid $165 billion to a quiet time Warner. I love this stuff. I eat this stuff up. So next up, Al Gore. Next up, 98, Chris Hughes. I'm like, oh, who's Chris Hughes? And I'll educate myself on these people. Keep in mind, I don't give a squad douche about playing video games. I don't give a squad douche about professional sports. This is what I care about. This list, uh, it, it's... It, Anthony Scaramucci, no, the mooch, the guy who worked for Trump, he's number 95 on the list. How is he more powerful than, than say, Steve Case? Uh, Mohamed El-Aryan is number 91 on the list, and I think that's fascinating. In large part, you see him on um, <laughs> Bloomberg and CNBC all the time. And what's really embarrassing, he knows bonds really, really well. And I like listening to him talk about bonds because I'm like, how do you make money on negative bonds? And he'll tell you how you make money on bonds when they have a, a yield of, of negative. You buy them with U.S. dollars if they're German, and then you convert them back to, you do a currency conversion. I'm like, oh, is that easy? That easy. But he talks about the New York Jets, and it's embarrassing. So on CNBC, they're like, let's get a mom and a and he talks about bonds and bond market and world markets, blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, so what do you think about the Jets' upcoming season? And suddenly he has a lisp out of nowhere. So I think the Jets to at a great this year. Every year he thinks it's the year of the Super Bowl. And then after week one, the Jets have been eliminated from, from the playoffs. He shouldn't talk sports. Know your wheelhouse. So Paul Krugman's on the list. You know Paul Krugman, he's a writer, kind of economist type of guy. Mark Zuckerberg's number 86 on the list. I'm like, okay, who? Linda Kahn, never heard of Linda Kahn. She's on the U.S. House subcommittee on antitrust. Oh, and you could read all about her. And it's a quick read. It's a toilet read. I think most books should be toilet reads. I don't think they, you should have to like feel like you're going to the library and, and studying for a test. Um, I like, you know, for instance, um, The New Rules About Money by Rick Edelman. I thought it was a good toilet read. You can buy that book, put it on your toilet, read a chapter. They're like three or four pages. And there, there are topics like... Being single and money, divorce and money, marriage and kids and money. And it's all topics that you could, after 30 or 40 bowel movements, you're pretty educated. That's what this whole segment is about. So educate yourself. Number one on the list as far as power goes. Can you imagine who it is? I'll give you a top three list. How about that? Number three, Donald Trump. That's disappointing. Because he was a failure as a businessman. He's been bankrupt. He had a casino go bankrupt. Number two on the list, Ping. Okay, I get it. Number one on the list, Jeff Bezos. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Anything you want to invest in? Ask me a question. I'll give you an honest opinion. Second opinion. I can be wrong. I'm good with that. I feel pretty comfortable at times with my experience. Um, but I'm trying not in any way, shape, or form to uh, get you into a bad situation. Beyond Meat was one of those stocks last year that had a crazy amount of momentum. And I said, be patient, be patient, be patient. It's gone from 25 as an IPO. It opened at 45 and went straight to 240. Now it goes down straight to 80 and it's back to 125. It's up 40% in the last two days. I wanted you to avoid the craziness last year, and I said there would be a buying opportunity when it settles down, and it did. Now, do I tell you to chase it? I would never in the world tell you to chase anything, because there's always another train. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Citigroup earnings beat expectations. I told you at the start of this week, that was going to be a good, no, 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 no. I said, we're going to pay attention to the financials this week. So now it's earnings season. We want the financials to do well. It's a very odd thought, but if banks are lending and doing well, it's probably a, a, you probably have a lot of paint to work with in investing. You got a nice easel, you got a nice brush, you got wonderful paints to work with. If you've ever worked with oil paints, they're very sexy. You can work with an oil painting for up to 30 days until it dries. And then it's set in stone for life. It's it's pretty hardcore. Um, Citigroup showing earnings beating expectations. It's not a bad thing. Average FICO score hits a record high. Your fair Isaac, blah, 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 blah. Your FICO, your credit score is hitting an all-time high. Good for you. Tesla rally sends Wall Street analysts scrambling to catch up. How did it go from so hot to so cold back to so hot again? There's a lot of momentum right now in names like Tesla and Beyond Meat. Tesla stock has rallied 108% in three months. Holy mackerel. Skeptics are kind of going, okay, we don't know what to do. Even Apple has had a kind of a melt-up, right? We don't just have to tar and feather the the well-known momentum names. Tesla, Beyond Meat, and... Beyond i'll ever make any money.com. There's also companies like Apple and Microsoft who are melting up at this point in time. J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, and Delta Airlines all beat expectations. I'm good with Delta. Delta's telling me that people are traveling. If people are traveling, what are they doing? I'm going to give you a second to answer that. They're spending money. If it's business travel, they're spending money as businesses. If they're individuals, they're spending money. Because they're confident. I like both those answers. Treasury Department canceled its designation of China as a currency manipulator. Ancient Chinese secret. We will cave and we will say whatever you want us to say as long as you buy our soybeans. No. But, um... It is interesting that it's kind of like a currency manipulator is like kind of like the word you're not supposed to say. (gasps) Did he just say it? The CM word, the currency manipulator? Uh oh, I'm going to HR. China's exports jumped 7.6% year over year. That's the first jump in exports since March. And happy days are here again. China's exports are jumping like. Mexican jumping beans? Ooh. Are Mexican jumping beans like a worm or something like that? It's one of those myths that I don't quite know, but I kind of think I know. And you're like, Mexican jumping beans? You heard about that like weird thing when you're like three? How do you not know it when you're like 50? Global PC shipments increased in 2019 for the first time since 2011. Whoa! What did he just say? Global PC shipments increased in 2019 for the first time since 2011. Are we using 8-year-old computers? Yep, 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 we are. You know the only reason I'll ever buy a Dell for business is because they never seem to break. I seem to go... Oh, I think the hard drive just gave up. The PC was was living long and prospering like Spock, but the hard drive just couldn't do it anymore. Global PC shipments increased for the first time in 2000, for the first time since 2011 and 2019. You know, we keep talking about like this Apple super cycle with 5G. There was a cycle with PCs where we did get smaller, cheaper, faster. And I'll tell you what, I built two PCs last year. One was like 54 weeks ago. One was like a month ago. Um, I can't tell the difference in Intel processors anymore. I can't like put my tongue on it and go, ooh, it's 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 running a little hot. Or go, ooh, it booted up like one-tenth of a second faster. Yes, I get serial drives and SATA drives. And yes, I get it, I get it, I get it. Flash drives are all good, but I, I can't tell the difference in the in the semiconductors anymore. So that's one of the reasons, like the PC shipment cycle changed. is like we were getting more out of them for longer. With that said, good news for the PC industry, and that includes everyone from HP to Best Buy to Intel to Micron uh, to NVIDIA and AMD everyone's along for that party core cpi the consumer price index was up 2.3 percent year over year um so inflation rate isn't running away we want inflation somewhere between two and four percent a little bit of inflation is good here's an example hey you get a three percent raise this year because i'm making four percent more profits And you can see like corporate America's doing well and he passes it on. Inflation's okay. Now, here's when inflation's not good. Hey, you get a 20% raise this year because I can't find anyone to replace you. That's not good. And the other side of it is I'm not going to give you a raise this year because, well, let's just face it. I can hire 50 of you tomorrow. Everyone wants your job. No inflation for you. Inflation is very Goldilocks, and we want it just right. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Earnings are the main focus right here, right now. We're kicking off earnings season. And if I look at the calendar, it reflects the month of January, no doubt, tells me that how did October, November, December do? Probably the most important three months in the U.S. economy, the most important quarter. We've seen some stocks surge, like Tesla, Apple, Beyond Meat. Will the earnings of these companies support the stock surge? It's to tell the truth. Tonight on To Tell The Truth. Um, I love earning season. It feels like a 1950s game show. Bachelor number one. How did you do in the last 90 days of earning money? And companies come out and tell you. And if they're good companies, they tell you the truth. If they're tricky companies, they confuse you. Tricky companies could be things like GARP. Growth at a reasonable price. You're like, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm working with some some letters and, oh, let's see if we can read Joe. What does that spell? GARP. And then you start hearing things like EBITDA. That's the companies you probably you want to avoid. Leave those on the table for Wall Street to handle. EBITDA, earnings before interest depreciation tax amortization. Whoa, what did he say? It's made up earnings. It's the earnings you would have if you didn't have to pay taxes, interest on your borrowed debt, depreciation, and amortizing your costs. uh, 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 uh. (sighs) (sighs) Boeing's on watch for a downgrade. That's one of those EBITDA things. Earnings before interest. A downgrade of their debt means they're going to pay more in debt going forward. As uh, Greta Thunberg would say, shame on you. Shame. So they've been a bad company and the, the creditors are saying, you know, for us to trust you again, that you're not going to put a plane in the air that crashes, we're going to charge you more money. Who knew? Greta Thunberg is that kind of disposable as far as drops go in radio. She could have been on Game of Thrones. She was that good of a, a audio drop. And yes, I think what she's doing is amazing. And yes, I, I think it's actually good that she's kind of probably not in school. I think we need more of her. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. And for the record, I, I give her parents credit too. <laughs> Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. GameStop stock is tumbling after Christmas sales crumbled. Um, GameStop's not at the right place. I'm not saying that they're like located next to Best Buy means they're in a bad place. I'm saying that if you go into a GameStop today, their amount of video games that they sell, it, it, it pales in comparison to what's being bought and downloaded. I was in a Best Buy recently. Which, for the record, if you ever seen me at Best Buy, you do not get that ten thousand dollars or one million dollars. And um, their video game selections weak right now in physical retail. And yes, there are some games, but like Call of Duty just finished its first uh, season, and Fortnite's out there. And if Call of, if we're implying what we're implying here. Call of Duty's, until they sell another $60 game, what are they doing? Are they doing that free subscription thing? What are they doing? A uh, uh, like, And that doesn't bode well for GameStop. I can't make a case for GameStop. My son was looking at a Sony PlayStation the other day, and he's like, why is this one a different price than this one? I'm like, well, that one doesn't have a disk drive. And he's like, oh... Everything's going digital. Everything's going digital. Even the disc drive. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Each calls in there. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton to talk some CFP planning stuff. Chad. Now, certified financial planner Chad Burton joining me now. CFP Chad Burton talk a little investing in savings as a single person versus a couple. Obviously, there's some differences to think about. What do we need to know first and foremost?
1: Well, I think that one of the big differences is if you're dealing with a couple versus a single person, um, once two people get together, they get married, they have to look at both retirement accounts at the employer and say, you know, who's getting a match, who isn't? Because if two people get together and one person's been maxing out their 401k, maxing out the Roth, and the other person hasn't been saving at all, and they really can't afford to save a lot more, you might... You know, the the one person might decrease their 401k contribution so the other person can increase their 401k contribution to get the match. You got to get that free money. I tell you what, if, uh, you know, stocks over your lifetime are going to tend to average, you know, somewhere between 8 and 11 percent, plus you get free money from your employer, there's no better option. There's people out there that try to sell you life insurance as investments before maxing out your 401k. Those people are idiots and they're looking for a commission. You got to get that free money. It's interesting that you say that because sometimes it's only
0: one, two, or 3 percent but that starts to add up in 1% over 30 40 years of investing it might be an extra 1700 dollars a month in retirement it's a lot of money so that 1% really adds up um and then again you know me I'm the credit card guy so if i get 2% back you know you get 10% saved you get a little match suddenly you're up to saving up to 20% and that's that's going to set you up nice for retirement what else do we need to know about single people versus couples
1: um, you know, I don't know if it's, it's single... It, the couples is just a little bit more complicated because you have to say, do we are we going to have a joint budget, a joint bank account? Are we going to do this on our own and just contribute to a certain amount of uh, each and pay half of the expenses? You know, as a single person, I think that the difference between now and say, you know, twenty, thirty years ago is first of all, investing is gosh, it's close to almost free between ETFs, transaction free ETFs that you can get at TD Ameritrade, Schwab, Fidelity, some of the robo options that are out there, um, some of the apps that are out there that kind of force you to save. Um it, you know, the apps that if you spend two dollars and fifty cents, they'll they'll round it up to three and take fifty cents and put it into an investment for you. So there's a lot of ways to force Automatic savings Good. and at a rate that is almost free. When I got into the business, you know, mutual funds were 1.5% fees on average plus front-end loads. And um, it, Investing is so cheap these days, Rob. So you just have to set it up so it happens automatically. You don't have to think about it or do anything. And then all of a sudden, you'll turn around five years later. You look at your accounts and you'll say, wow, that, that's really added up. Compounding is amazing. It is one of the wonders of the world
0: i 've always been a what 's mine is yours kind of guy in relationships how about you
1: yeah, I mean you know having seen a lot of marriages come together and a lot of marriages fall apart, even marriages that I would have thought in my client base that would have never broken up, things happen. People change, and so one of the things that if you are single and you are you have been really focused on investing since the time you graduated from high school or college. And you get into a relationship, there's that new phase, right? And don't go from that new phase right into marriage without thinking about the financial aspects of it. If you've saved a lot, if you've built a business, um, and you want to make sure that if this partnership falls apart, you get to keep what's yours, you got to get that prenup. And in fact, there's also agreements when you cohabitate that are also important. So if you're a person that's already saved a lot and you've built something up or you've built a business that's about to explode, even if before you move in and cohabitate with somebody, protect yourself. Seek an attorney that can help you make sure that you keep things the way they're supposed to be. There's been a lot of cases in the past where people stayed together for a long period of time. They never got married, yet there's still support that gets awarded. And that's it's tough to handle. Yeah, it is. Um, how about the retitling of assets? Do you recommend people retitle
0: their assets or just run it out as long as you can and don't?
1: No, the proper way to do it is that once you are married, anything that you earn from your employment from the date of marriage going forward, that's community property. And so what you do is if you've been... Funding your own individual accounts in the past. Once you get married, all of that funding besides your 401ks go into a joint account because it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's, it's community property. So it doesn't matter how you title it. The important thing is you don't commingle community property with your former individual property. You never taint the property. You don't want to ever take community property money that you earned while you're married and put that into your account that you had prior to marriage because that can really screw everything up. So keep it separate. And eventually, you're going to need a living trust. Once you get a living trust, everything is owned by the trust. But your trust can spell out very clearly what's separate property and what's community property, and that actually further uh, clarifies what assets are who you know who who owns what asset. Thanks very much. That's
0: CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Big seminar coming up with me and CFP Chad Burton at the Elks Lodge. My favorite Palo Alto location because it's free parking. It's easy to get to and it's a great location. We're going to see a lot of buffalo-like heads and people wearing the Kiwanis hats. Kind of cool. It's an Elks Lodge. Retirement planning is more complicated than ever. You can meet CFP Chad Burton and myself February 6th, Thursday. Talking about retirement income and tax planning issues. Maximizing Taxes is not a good idea. Minimizing taxes is a good idea. Choosing the right accounts draw from first, especially with the new laws on 401ks. 401ks are a super important part of your asset. Uh, allocation strategy and retirement, measuring risk in your portfolio is super important. You can sign up for the event Thursday, February six six 630 to 830 at the Elks Lodge. Sign up at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com, and use code radio25 to get in for free. Of note, Nintendo is building a life size video game theme park. Woohoo! I'm going to Japan! Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Are you Team Harry? Team William? Do you prefer Princess Megan? I hate the whole royal family th- drama. I'm just not a royal family person, per se. But I get it. I get it. We have a fascination with them. Looking at Britain's Prince Harry and Meghan Markle stepping down as senior royals because they want to get away from critical media coverage. They want a plan to focus on philanthropy. Eh. Eh. We don't really know. The Sussexes. Is it Sussexes or or Sussexes? The Sussexes, as they are known, say they want to forge their own financial path. What's interesting to note is they get millions of dollars from the taxpayers of England, because England is a royal country. So they're going to have to do some soul searching, but they're also going to have to set up a trust. Uh, We talk about trust all the time in this business. If you own a home, you should own a trust. If you don't own a home, you should have a well. If you have a loved one, you should have a well. A loved one could be your wife. (laughs) Or it could be your brother or sister. Or it could be your kids. A will uh, has the ability to pass on your assets from one generation to the next. It, it, it says who go, it goes to. A trust is a little bit more complicated of a concept. But it, too, tells your heirs where your money will go to. And uh, in California, there's something called probate. And you on a TV show called uh, The Most Boring Show Ever on Fox it'd be a probate probate lawyer show oh so you're saying he's dead yeah he died natural causes he's just dead oh so he has assets we should look at and lawyers start looking at your assets and they're like well it looks like Rob Black of San Carlos owned slaves therefore there is a claim against his home what and that's what a probate lawyer does They look at your assets to make sure no one's saying, hey, I want those assets. I was the love child of Rob Black. (laughs) Now you're saying, he sounds older than you, Rob. How did that happen? I know. I know. I know. It's crazy, right? But that's why you have trusts. It goes through the court system super fast. It says your assets are your assets. And lawyers don't get involved. So it's not going to be the most boring Fox lawyer drama ever. Starring Cicely Tyson, Harrison Ford, Megan Markle is the voice of Charlie. We don't need a trust TV show because it's really boring stuff, but they do make big money when you die. So to avoid a trust attorney is a good thing after your death, a probate attorney. Setting up a trust while you're alive is a good idea, especially if you live in California and you own a home, especially if you've been remarried, especially if you've got kids from a remarriage. I've got a family member who's like, I love my, I love my, my adopted son. I love my non-biological son. And when the poop hits Fanny's he's like, oh, he's not my biological son. Those are the people you need to protect and trust the sons. Of the adopted dad, who all I'm going to say is don't go see Hansel and Gretel or Gretel and Hansel or whatever the remake is, because it will tell you that husbands getting remarried to younger wives doesn't go well for the children. It doesn't go well. And if there was a trust involved in Hansel and Gretel, what a story changer it would have been. 800-516-1220, Nintendo's building a life-size video game theme park in Japan where visitors will be able to compete against one another and visit familiar Super Mario locations. And I say, yes! Now, what's a Super Mario location? Isn't it like a a, a tunnel that you fall into or something like that? A life-size living video game. They plan to open parks in California, Florida, and Singapore. I don't exactly know how visitors are going to collect gold coins, but that's going to be part of their thing. I wish Apple would buy Nintendo. It would be my marriage made in heaven. Who's going to buy FedEx? Had a big owl. And I don't know what this tells me, but an owl has visited my property. And some people say that's good luck. I think it's a sign of rats. But that's me. I had an owl show up the other night. Talking about not sleeping. Ooh. Ooh, me? I didn't sleep. Why? Who? Who was keeping me awake? I don't know. Who? Who? An owl visited me. Gone the next night. Sunday night. There all night, keeping me awake. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Elizabeth Warren vows to cancel college debt on day one. Not gonna happen. Not go. Ga- not gonna happen. Do I want it to happen? I would love for some sort of student debt policy to shape America's future, but canceling student debt's not going to happen. So in a plan released on Tuesday, the Massachusetts senator wrote that after years as a policymaker on Capitol Hill, I learned two key things. First, the student debt crisis is deeper than many experts thought was possible. And second, the Department of Education has brought authority to end that crisis. Hmm. I am cynical. I'm sarcastic and cynical. If I ever call you stupid on air, it's not that I really think you're stupid. It's that I'm cynical and sarcastic and trying to make a point. Awesome, my dad called me stupid, so it's kind of like passed down from generation to generation if that's fair. 800-516-1220 to get your call on the air. Um, vote for me. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Vote for me by going to robblackshow.com. Look at the seminar that's coming up. Sign up for it. I'd love to see you there. I'm Rob Black.